0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Conner. And this is the final episode of... Theatre Stories! Stories. For now, perhaps. Uh, We want to thank everyone who's listened so far. Um, We had a fun time listening to all these wonderful, crazy stories. Um, And it's been a blast, as always, connecting with all of you. Um, And so, you know... Uh, spooky season starts october 1st which is sunday um we're gonna do a lot of different kind of programming for you uh, matt and ryan and i have watched some films and are gonna talk about some spooky films um i've watched some on my own and done like little short eight minute things that i'll like throw additional content throughout the week bonus stuff mini episodes uh, I've recorded an episode with Carissa Swanigan up Upchurch and Joshua Simon. We're going to be talking to um, Ryan Haas of the uh, Stillpoint Theatre about the upcoming production of Witch. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of fun stuff, surprising stuff for Spooky Season. So all of that coming up soon. And then after that, I think we're going to do a little season that is about the making of Silver Bells, our musical, right in time for the holidays and right in time for the production coming up at Virginia Rep Theater. So we're going to be talking with the uh, original uh, Orlean, Donna Migliaccio. We're going to be talking with Allie Curran, the playwright, various other people as we gather that together. But just wanted to give you a little like uh, preview of what's coming October through December. Um, and in the new year, who knows? We haven't got that far yet. But as always, I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You can be one as well if you want, if you so wish. There's a link in the podcast notes. But thanks to all that are who support us. Your support helps us do things like Find Your Light, Act 2, that just happened
1: this past week, Matt. How did that go? It was fantastic! Yes. We were so just kind of blessed to be there and listen to our work with these three fabulous singers wonderful musicians. The audience had a great time, it was a little kind of, it was like kind of one unbuttoned. Your top button was kind of unbuttoned that night.
0: Yeah, it wasn't stuffy. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was a good time. Um, And uh, Patreon members, you're going to get that concert, Act um, 2, sent to you as soon as it is edited and titled with song titles and what shows they're from and all that fun stuff. Um, But, uh, and... That's one of the benefits you can get from becoming a Patreon member. So sign up today. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we will be, be right back with... Sherry England, Who's also going to be at my day job event tomorrow, Pause on the Pike at Penrose Square. That is from 1pm to 5pm. She and her husband Tom will be selling from their company, Homemade for the Home. You can see a taste of what they do on Instagram at... Homemade for the home. Um, So we're gonna listen to Sherry's theater stories coming up next. We'll be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction We journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against the world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Long Shot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, Sherry. Welcome.
2: Hey, Steve. Hey, Matt. How are you guys?
1: Well, I guess like you, Share, it's raining up here. Is it raining down there?
2: It's raining really hard. I'm in my sewing room and I can really hear it hitting the window.
1: It's so weird how long summer nights very quickly go to I think I'll just grab a blanket and maybe watch TV.
2: <laughs> I know I always hate to see the summer go but then I do like to get cozy.
0: Mhm. No, I I love the summer when it's coming on. I hate it when it's staying too long.
2: Yeah, when it's so hot. Yeah.
0: I and everything's dead and yeah, no. This this is this uh Ophelia speaking of theater stories that's a very theatrical name from um
2: Hamlet
1: the hamlet and she was one of the strippers in um no she wasn't <laughs> she, and she was one of the cut strippers from gypsy but this this
0: hurricane uh or tropical storm i should say that is going to bring in they say the way it's churning it's going to churn down a lot of cooler air from up north so yeah. i think we're going to have real autumn vibes starting monday and i'm into oh. that yeah,
2: me
0: too even right. the events that we're doing uh a week from today on the thirtieth, pause on the pike, I think it's like high of sixty six or something that is like perfection,
2: yeah, um, yeah, it's perfect. And you can wear your sweater and stay cozy. That's my boy talking my Austin Leo.
0: well, I as, can hear him. As anyone knows who's listened. Yeah. If you if you hear crazy dogs hacking up loobies or hairballs, just like that. That's Eddie and Byron. And that's because during podcast time, they just, they do self-care. That's kind of their routine. Yeah. They groom and then they hack. So
2: I, they're just taking a bath. That's
1: right. Um, When you were on tour with Big, yeah, I mean, like you're doing the show a million times through the country. Like, was there ever like a moment when, Something happened in big where you
2: got not big but in um me and my girl which was the first non-equity national tour i did and we used the broadway set and at the top of the show you're seeing the outdoor of the house and then the, it rotates and then you and then you see the front of the house and we're downstage looking at the outside and we go upstage and as it turns then we come through and we're like we're coming into the house well, we're doing that and we're singing our little opening song and it's all going along and we go around to the back and it never spins. And so we're back there continuing on with the, the show, just waiting for the thing to spin and so we can walk through it and finish the opening number and it wouldn't spin and it didn't spin. And so we had to stop the play.
1: Oh, no. And
2: we're in somewhat, someplace in Massachusetts, it starts with a Z or has a Z in it. I don't know, it was so long ago. And we waited 30 to 40 minutes until they finally fixed the the home. And the audience was very pleasant and the band played all kinds of jazzy songs until- It was it fixed? Entertained, yeah. Oh. I remember that, that was crazy. And then when we were in Philadelphia on that same tour, um, we were at the Schubert, which is uh, an IOTC house and we weren't IOTC, we were non-union, and they did not like a non-union theater company coming into their union house, and so all kinds of things happened throughout the show, like, you know, those English shrubberies that are very, those topiaries, they would, we would be in the cockney section of the show, and they would, they would wheel on a topiary, (laughs) they just would sabotage it, you know, it was, yes. it, it was really awful, but it was all the stage hands trying to just, they were just, you know, slow ruining the play.
0: Yeah. Now, the production of Secret Garden that I aforementioned has loads of stories. It, it just, I've never been in a more storied production than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so excited to to play your sister, your brother, your sister,
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your
0: brother, Dickin, and... The, the top ones that come to mind is little Rita Glenn singing I need a place to call my own and this a robe one of the little desteco things was not put down and it starts coming down stage and she can't see it and the audience is gasping oh
2: god is it coming at her
0: it's coming at her and she doesn't know during this very sweet song this oh no. immense shift a robe and you ran on stage with your feather duster and you stomped down the brake dusted the thing and walked off stage
2: <laughs> i do not remember that wow you,
0: you played it off brilliantly i think you even got some applause for doing it oh because my god everyone knew it was it was like certain disaster you you yeah. can't expect a child that young to even though she was incredibly talented yeah went on to Broadway and all kinds of stuff um
2: you can't expect
0: a child to have the savvy in the middle of singing a song to be that self-aware that there's a large piece of furniture coming to kill you yeah Um, I remember Peggy got bees in her dress
2: oh my gosh I gosh you're bringing back so many memories I forgot about that how did Peggy? They were, they were wasps, weren't they?
0: Wasps. So, so it was the dead of winter, but the heat was on, and somehow it woke up a nest of wasps or something. Yeah. And they came in through the vents. She put on the, her enormous hoop dress, and she's singing, How Could I Ever Know? And she's getting stung
2: oh.
0: as she's singing it. And so we were all like, What's going on? Because Peggy's out there going,
1: Forgive me, forgive me. Was this the old space or yeah. the new space? It was the old space. Oh, hence the wasps. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, It was in the old space. And it was on a rake. And all those people that were the portraits, they were pushing these huge uh, things on stage. And it was on a rake. So they were really having to hold them. It, it was, they hated it. They hate, all oh, every night they would come off. And they were just so upset with those things they had done. And they were heavy.
0: And and the other thing about them is they had to exit while running and sustaining a very high note. So they were like, ah, that's ah, right.
2: Ah. Yeah. And then
0: it was hard for everyone to get off and turn the wing spaces not was non-existent.
2: Yeah. Right. So,
0: so then you'd see the last person with a portrait like waiting slowly yeah. to get on stage.
2: <laughs> People only knew. I mean, it was like noises off backstage.
0: It was also one of the first shows that I ever did that incorporated a projected back screen and it 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 being in the early stages of that technology did not go so well
2: because
0: sometimes it would just say windows um
1: (laughs) during the show the default picture (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: gee oh you remember so much i remember that being a great show backstage everybody was just and we played Secret Santa and it was it was just a lot of fun. I Everyone
0: but John Shearer, he did not play Secret Santa. Oh,
2: but he was a good guy. Yeah. Was um, really good
0: the show. young boy came into your dressing room and farted a lot. <laughs> and Peggy Gates
2: would say, Look to your diet. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I'd be pushing him in his wheelchair, and I'd be like, Oh god. Oh. The little kid? Yeah. Or- right behind him and he would just like know he was doing it and go like
2: eh, 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 eh. Yeah. oh it's really right um
1: i like the phrase look to your diet
2: <laughs> Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> you need to
0: look to your diet
2: years ago when i when the harlequin dinner theater still existed i was doing Finian's rainbow out there and you know the big thing is that they all see a rainbow at the end and and so the way they did the rainbow was they just brought two piece, set pieces together, you know, two arcs that met in the middle, but they were on like a pulley system, and the, there was a little boy in the show, and he in his line was, snap, drab, a rainbow, you know, that was his big line, but it would go <laughs> and then the little boy would go, snap, drab, a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trellis. <laughs> the, secret the,
2: trellis. Trellis. It just,
1: the secret trellis, it was frequently called
2: that trellis and a
1: pretty trellis. Yeah, <laughs> did you ever work at Toby's?
2: Yes, yes,
1: because you know, every theater, as we all know, is, is completely a different backstage, uh, front of house, back of house. Wow. Is there dinner? Is there not dinner? I mean, you know, you, every place you go is like a different um place, and you know, Toby's was quite small
2: yeah box stage was quite small we called it bacon grease Sunday because the floor would be slick because the Sunday br- was a brunch and they had bacon on the menu and bacon would fall on the floor or whatever and the stage the Marley floor would become slick
1: mm-hmm. bacon Sunday
2: yeah I used,
1: I did used to partake of the the, the, the uh Sunday breakfast they
2: had um, a good I, we would they would let us eat the salad bar before our if you had a weight shift, and yeah. that's where I first had peaches and cottage cheese, huh It's good. I never had that before.
1: I used to like the spinach funk,
2: yeah, that's what it was is it still going on? I don't even know. I'm so out of the loop.
1: It is still going on they're they're getting they're doing their thing that's good, yeah it's
2: a, it was you know a good time, and it was great training, you know, to to learn how to do eight shows a week. I don't know if we did eight there though. Wasn't it more like six or seven?
0: Oh, sometimes more than eight. Oh gosh. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember Jeffrey Schenkel told me a story. I think you were doing Maybe Meet Me in St. Louis.
2: Mm, I loved and, that show.
0: And he said, Sherry, this was back when we were doing gypsy together mm-hmm. signature in the garage and he was telling a story about how you I can't remember what the lyric was supposed to be but you went up on your lyric and sang yeah. something she said he said everyone was supposed to come in from the voms like dance." yeah
2: and they were oh, laughing do yes. our dance it was in the trolley it was in clang 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 with the freaking trolley like who can forget those words but I just went up and and we all do our dance because i knew they were going to come in and dance <laughs> they came in and they shined in and looked at me and they were laughing and they would shanae away and they're just laughing <laughs> was, and i was like okay i have to keep it together and i was actually on a trolley <laughs> I believe it because i just love that show but oh, oh gosh did,
1: did anything happen up. during your your years being an actress in plays Did you, uh, did anything ever happen with um, um, Walter Cronkite is dead? Yes. Was there ever a moment that you had to sort of like unexpectedly say, I think I should probably, I'll be right back.
2: Yeah, there was, did I tell you this already? Cause you're bringing it up. (laughs) I was wanting to let this go. Speaking of pooping things, but my stomach was really starting to hurt and I just and I just knew myself enough to where this is going to turn into me having to go to the bathroom like immediately and I kept waiting there was one point in the show where I actually did leave I would leave and go get M&Ms like I said I was going to get M&Ms or something and I because I always came back with the M&Ms and Nancy God bless Nancy Robinette Nancy Robinette would have a monologue and she'd be talking on her phone so I thought, this is when I'll go to the bathroom. And so I ran into that bathroom that they always say, don't talk in there if there's a show in the small theater because people can hear you. So here, I'm in there just... <laughs> and just having a horrible... I'm sorry, everybody that's listening, but it these things do happen, you know? Yeah. Or, and I just was like, I have to go or, or it's going to be a problem on stage. But it took me longer than allotted and they they came to get me and I was like okay I have to just go I have to just pull them up and go and I went back out there and, and Nancy was just making up stuff on the phone God bless her I felt so bad for her in that play I thought I was so excited to finally do a play with her and I just didn't think I was very good in it so that's awful and then I had that moment where I had to go to the bathroom (laughs) <laughs> and I apologize, and she was so gracious about it, but I was mortified with embarrassment. So oh. Thank you, Matthew, for bringing that horror story up.
1: Well, during um Merrily we rolled along. I we we were on stage the entire time.
2: Oh right, I saw like,
1: that, like Cronkite, kind of, and we would go 1972 or whatever and pose. And this one time, I was. You know, I love coffee and occasionally I should check my diet because you can't have like a salad and a cup of coffee. But I was like, 1943, I posed and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom. I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom like now. So I waited, I waited to the next year and I was like, 1925. And I ran and I'm running down the hallway and Lacey Tolero is like, where are you going? And I said, the poop monster just arrived. And I, <laughs> it's so true oh and my go, god and i go to the bathroom and i finish everything and i run back and i stand by the wings i thought i'm gonna enter on the next date so i was like 1987 and um what's his name mark chandler mark chandler was beside me and he's like where are you and i was like i had to take a
2: shit <laughs> but are you sure you're gonna put this on your podcast oh my yeah. god we're talking
1: about poop. Oh, we've told, there have been so many, there have been so many bodily functions. Bodily functions, things. because we are all human beings. So try right. to put to the yeah. on, the,
0: on the other spectrum of this, when we were doing Les Mis, there was a terrible stomach bug that went through. The
2: yes, I remember that. And we it the- was coming out
0: both ends, Steve. Cooking in the hallways in buckets and like it was no yeah. wonder everyone got sick My and God. i looked up on the i got sick and i couldn't go out because there was no one left to go in this was like miss yeah and i was on the barricade and there were like three people on the barricade and i was like it's no fucking wonder we lost
2: right because there were three people on the bear. Everybody pit. got sick. They literally got sick. Or the time that um someone in the audience and during that show got sick. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, through the lobby. Yeah. So that was a colostomy bag situation. Yes. Do you remember the guy? And then we ran out after red and black and they
2: had to say, stop, stop, stop. Because we were going to run into it. Right. Yeah. It w- they were out there just scrubbing. Oh. Um, and then the guy... The-
1: the man. guy that was we were had to be hunched down before we got wheeled out on the barricade. Remember that one guy stood up and hit his head. Hedge head path. Thomas Hedgepath ha- and had like a concussion for had to go out of the show because he. Oh
2: yeah.
1: Hit his head and. Yeah. I always talk about the time yeah. I went oh. for Chris Block and I fell off the stage because.
2: Oh. Yeah. Go entire, ahead. Because
1: the entire set was painted black.
2: black. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And we were in the sewers together and you were up, 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 up high. Cause it was like, you know, a three story thing. And you were up there and I was down there going, here's a bit, to gold, here's a bit, to pop, whatever. And I went, and you kind of looked at me. It was like, and you, you just got the stage. Like, I can't deal with this guy. He's. And then I had to like, I had to act like that was a part of the blocking. So I started looking under people's chairs for things. Yeah. And I think that's why I wasn't asked back. <laughs> I think that's or
2: when we were doing the hollow and and we were on the stage, and the earthquake hit oh, that and you know that it had those spiky things hanging down like to look like we were in a forest and they were all metal, and this and I things just started rattling, the lights, everything. And I remember grabbing um, what's the kid's name, Noah, Noah. yeah, going, let's go. On. Let's go. And I started to head toward the lobby and I thought, Oh my God, that's nothing but glass out there. Okay, here we go. Come on. No. And I just grabbed the kid and took him outside, but everybody was heading outside and that started down close to where we live. The, I want to say, it said, shoot, it's near orange. It's the, a little-
1: epi- the epicenter was there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. When we came home, all our pictures and everything, and we were, we Tom called his mom and how are you doing? And, all the pictures were wompy jawed. Wow. It didn't last very long, but when you don't know what that is, why is everything shaking like a train's going by, you know?
1: Well, let me tell you, I was up in the seats, up in the mezzanine watching you guys and watching the thing shake above you was horrifying, and thank God that that stuff was rigged the way it was because it looked like at any moment it was just going to drop.
2: Yeah, it was scary. Get off the stage, Michelle Kadikian was one of the tech crew, and she's from California. She's like, "Get in the door jams, get she's like, get in the door jams. This is an earthquake." Do you remember her yelling that? Because we didn't know what it was.
0: Yeah, and she yeah. did.
2: But it it's never such
0: a unless you've grown up with that, which yeah. none of us I think have. No,
2: we didn't know what it was.
0: It was like it's everything you expect it's gonna be but yet you your your body has no it's so set. foreign so foreign i went immediately to i was at we were staying at eric schaefer's because we were in between housing and on that wing of the house you know in the back left i was in there watching tv with buddha and buddha slept through the whole thing so this whole animals no more not pugs um, but I ran immediately to the doorway, even though I didn't know what it was and stood in the doorway and remember seeing the back half of Eric's house shaking. Cause it was on those stilts and it was just doing this. Um, there was another time, speaking of Nash, uh, natural disasters, um, whorehouse in the middle of whorehouse, we had a tornado warning and oh. to, like hunker down. Remember that? no. no. It was in the middle of a show and we actually had to stop the show. And everyone was trying to ask me what was going on. And I was like, this is why we should have Wi-Fi. I can't tell you anything, but right. they were so bitchy about the Wi-Fi and stuff. Um, but yeah, it it was a tornado warning, and it was like every year, whenever that was, sometime in I guess probably August, September, whenever that show was, I get that memory on my Facebook that's like tornado warning at miss mona's we all had to take cover
2: (laughs) really oh i'm going back to poop when we were doing that show my brother (laughs) my brother had come up to see me and we had gone to one of those restaurants in between shows uh, in shirlington and he was just wow this is so great it's so nice out and people he just loved that whole atmosphere and he was he ate his a big dinner and then we go and he he and my mom come to see the show, and at some point in the show, I I'm on stage and I look out and I'm like, "There goes my brother. He's he's leaving. The sh- he's leaving. I wonder where he's going." Because <laughs> I saw his little white shirt walk down. <laughs> and then after the show, he's like, "I had to go to the bathroom." I Sorry, audience, that we're talking about this so much, but it's just amazing what happens to people, you know, especially when they've gone out to dinner before they've seen the show, you know, or. The, or they fall asleep because they've had too much to drink or act belligerent because they've had too much to drink
0: or fall over yeah life one of my favorite i don't think you've told this on the podcast you went to see into the woods and during the second act there was a much better show happening in the audience um where
1: the woman lost her earring (laughs) you want to tell that well, this was recently. I was went to the Candy Center to see Felicia in Into the Woods, and I went by myself. I don't go out much. We haven't gone out much, really, to see stuff. So this was like a, a really big deal for me to drive across the river and see the show. And at the Candy Center now, I guess you can buy these like drinks that are like liquor drinks if you buy their cup. And so everybody was all bougie and all dressed up, and they're stuff and everyone was carrying around these like candy snort cups I'm like oh my god they're just serving like straight up booze I know wine and beer is booze but like a cocktail drink really yeah so <clears throat> I saw this really fancy dress person and not you can always tell by the shoes and the nails and the hair you know you're done you're like oh, okay and she was on the aisle I was on the aisle aisle divided us and so I was watching her and she was just sipping away sipping away and Somewhere through the evening, I could see the chief all of a sudden realized, oh my God, my earring has gone. Well, I could tell from the other or from the back of the other earring that it was a very long, uh, flat, bejeweled, golden thing that probably cost, you know, I don't know. it It was probably a nice piece of jewelry, but it was, she was very worried about it. So she kept and
2: then, applauding, she, and then she'd reach down because she reached
1: down and start looking and she'd want buy a notice and then she'd have to pay attention again and then she'd grab her drink and she'd be you know take another sippy sip and then and the next thing you know she has her, her light and i'm like oh, I, her phone i'm like i know what she's going to do as soon as people start applauding she's going to like hit the flashlight and do another quick search so she I'm, when, I'm with, yeah. what's that
2: i'm, I'm narrating because it's a podcast and and they're not they can't watch you
1: yeah and okay. then, so she turns to the flashlight and she's like, look, look, look. Now the whole time I can see the earring <laughs> and it is, it is behind the seat. I mean, it's, it's falling to the, to the person's. If, if the guy behind her was in a car, the earring is like right beside the clutch and the guy behind her is about ready to smush it. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I don't know if I should get up and like, tell the gentleman not to move his foot. I could look, I could like save this whole thing, but like we're in the middle of a show. Do I care? This woman is getting drunk and trying, trying to find her earring and literally even after the play ended, like I darted to to basically pick up the earring and give it to her at the end of the play and I went to go and I got so diverted by the mob exiting the theater that I was like, oh you know what? Not my earring, not my ear. I'm gone, but
2: I, Meanwhile, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just so funny because as we know, being in stuff for so long, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of evenings of people gathering, people eating, yeah, actors gathering, actors eating, and um, stuff. I mean, I've been in shows with people who have been drinking and I- occasionally you know I, I i like that woman on ellen i i love jesus but i drink a little
2: yeah <laughs> but oh that older woman she was hilarious
1: i've <laughs> been in shows where you know we're doing something and I, I i we talked about this one time we they used to have wine in the woods beside toby's dinner theater oh
2: yeah i remember that uh-huh
1: so one time we were doing Joseph, which is a very short jo- show, but it's very active. And we thought we would go to wine in the woods just to see what kind of arts and crafts they had. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: A good proportion of the cast came back, not drunk, but clearly not sober Tips. and had to do Why? the show. And you're like, was this a good idea? Um, no,
2: not a good idea.
1: <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I,
2: I-
0: it's a miracle when it all goes right is what i always say
2: yes what's the name of that funny play it's called the play that goes wrong where everything's wrong but people don't realize that that stuff's happening there's all kinds of things happening backstage
0: yeah i think about the miller's cave in the boy detective all the time because i had no idea where i was jumping and everyone just moved the buildings to catch me uh, it was this. For those who didn't see *The Boy Detective* fails that the this scene was entirely in the dark, and I had a flashlight, and I'm oh,
1: singing good.
0: and jumping to to buildings that haven't been moved there yet, and oh. they're being pushed by ensemble members, and somehow I never fell, and somehow they were always there to catch me, but that was the scariest thing. But that part I didn't. In the end, I I like blindly just trusted that everyone was going to be there for me. And it was like trust fall, like 20 mm-hmm. trust falls in one number. But but as I say, it's a it's a
1: miracle when it all goes right. I remember when we did Titanic and Eric Schaefer said to me, Hey Doris, I want to, to see if you wanted to fly down upside down from you know the ceiling. And and I was like, Oh no, oh no, I don't know. He said, Well, we need lighter people. I mean, at that time. at that time i could fit into a much smaller bed sheet and (laughs) and i thought no i hang upside down for for a a musical
0: we both said no
2: oh oh donna when years when i first did assassins my first show at signature when they were at the gunston art center donna and i were sarah jane and and squeaky and she loves to tell the story about how her gun, which was in her purse, she she, it, she shot it because we we're shooting at the chicken bucket, and then she put it back in her. But her purse was catching on fire, and all the smoke was coming out. When she took the tab because we were, she was drinking a tab. She took a tab in there and and just poured it into her purse to put she, the fire out. She just told
1: that story on this podcast.
2: Oh, that's so good.
1: And she that's- said that your reaction to the whole thing was priceless because you sort of like just went along with it at the same time while looking and thinking what is going on
2: right yeah she loves that story
1: I don't know if I've ever fired a gun on stage do we have to fire guns and assassins outside of John Hinckley didn't fire
2: well it depends on some people like at the end of the play we all had guns and we turned up stage and there was a American flag projected on the wall and we all turned and shot shot at the flag. And I just thought, oh my God, we are in big trouble for this. We're doomed. Uh, I know, right here in the freaking capital of the country. You but did okay. a
0: gun at the end of Assassins because they all shot up, remember?
2: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: And they were all live because it was loud as hell.
2: Yeah. I don't well, like working with guns. They just freak me out.
1: Okay. um well thank you sherry for being on the podcast all right and we hope to see you soon okay bye. bye
0: thanks so much sherry for joining us we love you so much uh It's so great, always, whenever we get to talk to you. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Yes! At pause on the Pike, again, 1pm to 5pm. If you're listening to this, uh, the event is September 30th in Arlington, Virginia, Penrose Square. Come on out if you are listening to this on the day of, and you can make it. Most of you probably won't be listening to this before then. But anyway, um, thank you again. Uh, If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connersmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook... Um, Pardon me, I'm getting woozy in the throat all of a sudden. Yep. Uh, And Patreon, uh, under Connor and Smith, again, with an E-R. That's Connor with an E-R. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. Um, And other than that, uh, thank you for joining us on the Theatre Stories journey, and spooky season will start next So we'll see you for that then. Bye. Bye.